Whether you have a diagnosis or not, I don't care. I'll teach you how to find what's causing your health concerns using the labs you already have. Your doctor might tell you your blood work is normal, but I'm here to teach you a better way. If you're a doctor or a health coach and anything in between, there's one for you too. Go grab your free blood work and supplement sheet guide so you can learn how to read your labs yourself. Plus, come join me for the free three-day live what your normal labs really tell you challenge every fourth week of the month with the last one in May. Download your cheat guides and register here at drkylieburton.com. This podcast is sponsored by Systemic Formulas and Nutribiome. Systemic Formulas, the supplement company I trust with my patients and family. In fact, when I discovered Systemic Formulas, not only did my patients get faster results, but it made my life easier too. Instead of ordering from a handful of companies, I use 95% SF products. They're top of the line quality with the best lab west of the Mississippi. They're pure, potent, and they get results. In fact, I recommend you follow their Instagram at Systemic Formulas Institute. Jump inside their Facebook group and put my name into the search bar. You'll discover multiple videos of me teaching you labs, products, and even business tools. Everybody can join the Instagram, but practitioners, the Facebook group is just for you. Also, the man who's behind the Systemic Formulas products, Dr. Shane Morris, is launching a new line of supplements designed to take your microbiome to the next level. And it's not just probiotics. He has specific prebiotics designed to feed the probiotics. Oh, and anybody can order them too. Learn more and order soon at mybiome.com. M-Y-B-Y-O-M-E.com. And last but not least, are you a practitioner looking to improve your online presence, but it's overwhelming thinking about building a website, connecting it to a funnel, and then having it all actually make money? Let Tara help you take your dream and make it a reality. She's been the driving force behind my entire website and mastermind, my entire online business. Tara can help you build yours too. She's got brand new packages designed to help you grow your business and future-proof it. With over 20 years of experience in the online business consulting and website mastery world, she's your girl. Go check her out at TaraConsultingInc.com. That's T-E-R-R-A-C-O-N-S-U-L-T-I-N-G-I-N-C.com. All right, let's jump into the episode. Welcome to the Beyond the Diagnosis podcast. I am here with a special guest, Peter Lapp. He is straight out of Scotland. And he's going to help us women who are postpartum and teach us how to recover and get our postpartum bodies rocking and rolling so they're healthy. Now, be very careful how I said that. I didn't say back to (laughs) pre-body before babies because you look at my stomach and I got wrinkles and they ain't going away. There's like some magic wand treatment out there that gets rid of stretch marks, but I don't think that's happening. So Peter, welcome on. I'm glad I'm excited to talk about this subject today because I'm one of them and Mm -hmm. there are many more people who are in these shoes. All of us monomas, you know, we always want babies. We want babies, but we don't realize the dramatic change our bodies go through. No, it's insane, isn't it? Um, 
of all the things that I was really surprised by when I first looked into postnatal exercise and postnatal recovery and rehab and all this sort of stuff, like 10 plus years ago. So it's quite a while ago. The, mo- the thing I was most surprised about was the lack of preparation women are given in during their antenatal classes, uh, the lack of knowledge that is shared with them about what postpartum life will actually look like. So the expectation of, like you said, bouncing back and all that sort of stuff was still there, or at least the, the aspiration was, was still there. I said, oh, I, I need to get my pre-baby body back and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, for a long time, that was really a thing. And then they come across issues such as, you know, diastasis recti, uh, separation of the stomach muscles, pelvic floor problems, pelvic floor weakness, posture issues, back pain, and all that sort of stuff. Pelvic girdle pain, which you can get during your pregnancy. And they're completely unprepared for it. Mm-hmm. Because no one has really been open and honest about that these things are completely normal and that they can happen and that they can be fixed my first pregnancy i got pregnant literally i I became a mom the same week i graduated medical school so the last nine months of medical school i was pregnant and it was in a four-letter word hell (laughs) (laughs) nobody warned me about sickness Mm -hmm. about fatigue and about the mind games that go on. So my first trimester, if any of you are like, have never been pregnant before, you're about to discover what it's really like. (laughs) My first trimester, you, and this is a way I'm understanding it from a lot of women. You get hit by this brick where you just want to sleep all the time. So I would literally roll out of bed like five minutes before I had to be to clinic. Mm-hmm. I would get to clinic and my old roommate would do my hair and I throw out a little makeup, <laughs> makeup or I'd have makeup from three days ago, still on and finish out clinic. I'd go home, you know, six 30 at night. My husband would tell me he wants to go to the gym. Hey honey, I'm coming with you. I'd fall asleep on the couch. He'd come wake me up. I'd fall back asleep. He would just eventually mm-hmm. leave and go to the gym and I'd sleep all night long. I'd fall asleep in 10 minute breaks between classes on the couches on campus. <laughs> like you literally sleep all the time. And then you get into this. I mean, I'm I'm a small body frame. I'm like right. five six. My torso is. I always tell people I have an inch between my rib cage, <laughs> and my hips. So as far as me growing a baby, I got nowhere to go but out. Mm-hmm. And it was. I mean, I'm big. I can't hide when I'm pregnant. <laughs> I show. But then I got hit with this concept of diastasis recti. I'm in medical school. I've never even heard of that before. Mm. And I just bought a spin bike because, you know, I'm going to get back to my, get my tight abs or blah, blah, blah back. I go to my chiropractor um, who specializes in postpartum care and post and and even pregnancy care. She says to me, you ain't getting on that spin bike for like six months. What? (laughs) I just bought it. Like I'm excited to get on it. She's like, no, look at this. So I did the test. And, and you can help us walk through this test right now to determine if you have diastasis recti, whether you're two weeks postpartum or you're 10 years postpartum. When we're talking about diastasis recti, it's this where your, your abdominal muscles, they get so stretched that they separate. Mm-hmm. They just don't go back together and meet in the middle like they should. I probably still have some of it, but I was very grateful for her because I think I had like a four inch gap, mm-hmm. and a pretty extensive gap. 
And she was able to walk me through the exact regimen I needed to pull those back together. And when we're talking about diastasis recti in our abdominal muscles, that's where, you know, we're, we're 10 years postpartum and we still look like we're pregnant, no matter mm-hmm. how good you eat, no matter how hard you exercise, that little pooch is still there because our muscles just got wrecked and nobody mm-hmm. taught us how to take care of them afterwards. So talk to us about that diastasis recti, this, this concept of separation of our abdominal muscles. Yeah, because it's, it's a fascinating thing. I always think, I always say there are two definitions of diastasis recti, which is the, the, the simple one is the one that you basically just use. You know, you have a six pack, you have a, a line of muscles on one side, you have a line of muscles on the other side, and they're usually about this far apart. And because you get a bit bigger, it moves a bit further apart. That's kind of it. I always make this sign so that in the middle, pretend that that's your belly button, and then it just separates a bit more. That's kind of how it goes. And that can be above your belly button, below your belly button, can be all the way along that line of that linear alba, which basically runs from your solar plexus and between your ribs all the I way down. I haven't heard that so, term since school, Peter. I, I know, this is it's, it's pretty old school. Uh, I get this when I train I, I train quite a few medical professionals postpartum, and they're all like, oh, yeah, I've heard of that, but I forgot about it. Yeah. Um, and, and that is the simple definition is the width of that gap and then the depth of that gap because that connective tissue between the muscles uh, gets weaker as well. That, that gets stretched, that connective tissue. And it doesn't, quite often you hear the term, it rips, and it, it, it doesn't really rip. It just gets stretched to the point that it gets very thin. That means that you can have quite a deep gap. So you can stick your fingers down that line quite deeply. The, the way to measure for it is, is very simple. You just lie on your back and you basically stick a couple of fingers along that line and you measure it. There's tons of YouTube videos that will show you exactly how uh, how to measure it accurately. It's a bit difficult to describe it. Then, then you have a deeper definition though of diastasis recta. And this is what I think the important one is, is that muscle functionality is a big part of it. So you have the width of the gap, the depth of the gap, and then you have muscle functionality. Are your muscles functioning properly? It's exactly what you described, that in a lot of cases, someone's stomach, especially after the first pregnancy, your stomach will go back to some semblance of normality. It kind of goes back a bit flatter and all that sort of stuff. And in some cases, you go back to looking like you did uh, prenatal, as in you might have stretch marks and all that, but the stomach is in roughly the same place. But if you don't do the right exercises, uh, like rehab exercises, then there's still a lot of weakness there. And the muscles aren't quite functioning properly. And that means that if you then fall pregnant with a second or a third or whatever, the diastasis rectum will become much, much worse because there is simply nothing holding it back, holding it in place, and the body isn't quite functioning properly. So I always say that the simple definition is indeed there's a, there's a gap there, bring that back together. I always say that one of the more important things is that all the muscles in your body, including your pelvic floor, are functioning properly and are doing the things they're supposed to do so that you cannot be in pain um, or you can just be comfortable, uh, not have back pain, not have posture problems and all that sort of fun stuff. Urination problems too. Nobody talks about those. Oh no no every no everybody and everybody lies about them. <laughs> that is the big thing. That is the, <laughs> I was I was told that women discuss everything is what we're always told. 
And I say, yeah, that's true, except for all the postpartum stuff that they're going through. Um, because, <laughs> because, yeah, yeah, you're fine. Uh, because there, there is this, there is this unicorn and rainbows sort of approach to kids, uh, to to having to to becoming a mom. Everything is magic, right? And and there's rainbows and there's unicorns and everything is superb and everything is. Yeah, he doesn't sleep well, but I'm okay with that. And there are some people say, yeah, I get a bit upset by him not sleeping. I haven't had any sleep for a while, but they never say I pee myself when I laugh. Yeah, and they never say I don't go to a comedy show anymore because there's a bit of leakage. And funnily enough, in the UK, we have a brand called Tenna Lady. I'm sure you have it uh, in the States as well, something like that, which are basically adult diapers. You said Tenna Lady? Uh, Tenna, that's T-E-N-A. Yeah, and they're, they're, they're like adults. They're pads, basically. Yeah. They used to make maxi pads and all that sort of stuff, men- menstrual pads, and then they discovered that actually, you know, what, you know what's awesome? We can also sell ladies incontinence pads. And the commercials you see for those now, it always used to be an old person thing. You know, you saw the commercial 70-year-old on television and ah, I have accidents every now and again. Those ads are now all 40-plus-year-old women. All of them. As if it's completely normal and acceptable for someone in their 40s who's had a couple of kids to have leakage, to experience leakage. Whereas it is not uncommon, but it's also not right. Right? That is the sort of thing that is fixable. And that, that's the message that I always like to get out. This stuff is not difficult to sort. And it doesn't matter whether you're five years postpartum or six weeks or 20 years. This sort of stuff can always be fixed because fundamentally they're muscular problems. And any problem with a muscle can be solved by strengthening that muscle. Yeah. Yeah, let's jump back before we get into more details of this. And I didn't even know this test existed. So I'm just going to walk people through the diastasis recti test, even though you, you mentioned, you know, there's a thousand YouTube videos Mm -hmm. on this, whether you are two months postpartum or 20 months postpartum, stick your fingers. What just below your belly button, Mm -hmm. lay down on your back and then crunch up. If you feel the muscles, if you feel a gap between the muscles, one, how wide is the gap? And two, that would be where your, your abdominal, your muscles have loosened. Now that's really easy because those are surface muscles. Yeah. We have a lot of muscles on our pelvic floor, muscles that are, they're doing their job and we have no idea they're doing their job Mm -hmm. unless they fail at not do. And they're not doing their job when we don't have the tight abdominals, when we look like we have the, the 20 week, um, pregnancy pooch. Mm-hmm. when we have the incontinence like that's when all of these muscles on the inside of our body need help and need strengthened so peter walk us through some simple simple exercises we can do to just strengthen these pelvic floor muscles sure so what i always say the first exercise we start with and let me just get myself straight for the camera a little bit um so you can see it a bit better The first thing we start with is what I call the core breath. Learning how to breathe and to contract the muscles properly whilst we're breathing is is key. That is the biggest thing you can learn to do postpartum. So what I always say is you place your hand on top of your belly button with your fingers facing down towards your pubic area. And basically just 
the hand is right on top of your belly button. Then as you exhale, what most people do, when they exhale, so take a deep breath in, when they exhale, usually, if you exhale now, people collapse on themselves. People move forward because they, they exhale from the top down. So the top part of the core contracts first. Yeah, when we sh okay, and okay, keep going. But, yeah, I so did then, that because I'm like, yeah, deep breath in and 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 you collapse. That is how most people breathe, and that is completely understandable. It's completely normal, but again, it's not quite right. What you're trying to do with that hand on the belly button, deep breath in and then exhale through, and you start to pull from the bottom and up, so in and up, as if that hand moves in and up in that direction. I have to like, One of literally try that, try hard on that. It is quite a tough move. One of my clients like to call it uh, a really weird analogy. She said, it's like picking strawberries with my vagina. That was her cue. <laughs> and okay. I'm like, oh, that, that, yeah, whatever floats your boat, right? If, if, that, <laughs> if that works for you, then that works for you. But I'm sure you like, get all sorts of I'm, I get analogies. lots of weird stuff. Yes. The, the, the one I prefer is, imagine having a piece of string and that just pulls everything below your belly button up as you exhale. So in and up as you exhale. And that means that the bit below your belly button is contracting much harder than it otherwise is. Okay, wait. Am I getting this right? I'm supposed to move. It goes up as I ex exhale? As you exhale. Always as you exhale. So what I'll do, I'll stand up for a little bit. And if I don't step on my dog. <laughs> and I'll move my chair out of the way. So what I always say is you're here and moves from here. So you pull in and up the way. That is the move you're making. So big breath in. A big breath. Okay, I'm doing I'm trying to do it on the inhale part. So make a nice deep breath. That is that's not a normal way to breathe. It is not. It is very it's a very unusual way to breathe for most people. And yet, once you get good at this, this is the only way you'll want to breathe going forward. And I've never come across anyone who gets good at this type of breathing, because obviously we're exaggerating the movement here. So what we're doing here is really focusing on that contraction. But if you can do that core breath during normal exercise, squats, lunges, even kettlebell workouts and all that sort of stuff, if you can teach your body that you want to engage the muscles from the bottom up, you will find that you'll become much more effective at exercise. To get good at it, what do you recommend? Just uh, three sets of 10, sometimes throughout the day. So you need to do, in the beginning, it's a very gentle exercise. In the beginning, in the beginning, the focus but it's not, is not Like it's not, I'm sitting here trying to do it and it's not something I would just do on my own. Like I have to really focus on yeah. it. When you do any sort of postpartum exercise, any sort of rehab exercise, because essentially postpartum exercise is rehab exercise. It's getting the body to function properly again. Which we don't think about it. Like you don't think, no. oh, no, I'm postpartum, now I need to go to rehab. Your body just went through trauma. Mm -hmm, exactly. You and the baby. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, it, it's, treat it like that. And then it's just like a car accident. I mean, if you get whiplash, you're going to go take care of your neck. If you go through labor mm -hmm. and deliver, you should probably take care of your pelvic floor. 
exactly it's just it, it not is exactly normal. that yes no it's it, and it is exactly that this is why i always think it's such a shame that these things don't get taught that way it's always a little bit um in most cases when women give birth and and you probably relate to this to some extent during antenatal classes the focus is all on the baby how are you going to breastfeed your baby uh, how are you going to best take care of the baby and all that sort of stuff you get a little bit of attention and during most antenatal classes, at least in the UK, there's a little section on um, whether your partner feels neglected when you're pregnant or when there's a baby there. Which is very kind of them. There's more focus on the partner usually than there is on the woman. Once you've given birth, the woman basically becomes completely inconsequential in any sort of healthcare issue. And and, and this sounds very dramatic because it kind of is because the focus is all about the baby. So in the UK, you get a six-week checkup with your GP. And the six-week checkup postpartum is mainly to make sure the baby's okay. And you get a couple of questions with regards to your own mental well-being. Postnatal depression, that's kind of what they look out for. Mm-hmm. If you're lucky, you might get that diastasis recti check uh, from your doctor. But a GP doesn't really specialize in this sort of stuff. Right? That is not what their job is, that's not what their role is, so you don't expect them to either. But at no stage do you, as standard, get referred to a women's health physio. We usually go back to our gynecologist or our OB. Mm-hmm. I have a midwife, so I go back to her for my six-week checkup. Mm-hmm. But even then, she didn't test me for that. I tested myself because I'm aware of it, and I know. Yeah. Um, but she didn't test me for it or even mention it at all. No, it, it tends not to be. It tends to be seen as in the UK... And I know with regards to surgery in the US, it tends to be seen as an aesthetic issue rather than an actual medical condition. Uh, and all this pelvic floor problems, diastasis recti, all that sort of stuff, it is a genuine medical condition. This is not something that only happens to a few people. I mean, 100% of women that are pregnant are affected by diastasis recti at some stage because you have to be because you're creating room for the baby to grow. So that means there has to be more space created. Now, that doesn't mean uh, at the six weeks postpartum stage, 80% of women still have that simple definition of diastasis recti. That gap is wider. That's 80%. 30% of women have it for more than a year postpartum. And that is just looking at the gap and not even including things like muscle functionality, whether stuff is working properly or not. Things like pelvic floor issues are not classed as an issue because fundamentally they are just not deemed serious enough. Whether you can go to a comedy show without wetting yourself is not really seen as, as, a, major, as a major problem. And the issue is, of course, that once you've given birth and you're at that six-week stage and you have a shiny new baby to take care of and it's overwhelming, whether that's child one, two or three, it's always there's a lot happening at that stage. If we then charge women a significant amount of money to see any sort of pelvic floor specialist or personal trainer or something like that, it becomes a yet another barrier that we put up. That a lot of most people can't afford to throw a thousand dollars just at a couple of personal training sessions in the hope that something sticks. Right? It's, it is, it's an expensive business sometimes to to fix this. So I always say that this sort of stuff should be available through your insurance company 
or uh, in the UK, it should be available on the NHS. Unfortunately, you know, nobody agrees with me on that one. Well, here's the other thing, too, that I've learned is people will find what they will value and pay for what they value. And, and when it comes to, you know, there's a whole entire brand that has gone after this. That brand, like everything else I like to point out on this, is, is managing your symptoms. You are finding a way to manage the incontination. Are you really yeah. beating it? No. If you want to beat it, think about how many pads you will say that you're going to pay for mm-hmm. in the next 35 years because you never went back and did the work to strengthen the muscles. They're muscles. They strengthen, mm-hmm. they relax, they become, become weak. The power is in our hands. And it's just a matter of us taking control over it and searching for somebody in our area with it, um, with that expertise. Cause I'm, I mean, I'm not going to go to any PT. Mm-hmm. There's PTs who specialize in athletics and sports injuries. And there's PTs who specialize in car accidents. And you got to find a PT who mm-hmm. specializes in the pelvic floor. So they'll know what to do and how to help you through. But this isn't something that we just have to suffer with. And as women, I mean, I'm going to even start doing these breathing exercises myself. And if you're listening, figure out how well or not well your stomach is, your abdominal cavity. And then for a third tip, Peter, for the listeners, what would you recommend as a third tip? So the the, the third tip is keep it simple in the beginning. In the beginning, we're all learning about how to switch things on and how it should feel. Um, Quite often, what we tend to do is we overcomplicate recovery. Recovery from a muscular injury, which is essentially what we're talking about, is always very, very straightforward. This is why physio sessions, sessions with a physiotherapist, are always so remarkably boring. They are never exciting. This is never gym stuff where you do uh, like a thousand kettlebell swings or the CrossFit workout of the day. It's always simple exercises that get the muscle functioning properly. Um, So all you need to get is, say, a couple of resistance bands or something like that. Uh, The long resistance bands are about six bucks. They're they're cheapest chips. And you can hook them around uh, any sort of door frame. And all you need to do is a wood chopper exercise, for instance. You stand... And you see my hand moving from here and you move it to there. And that's less tension over here and there's more tension on the band over there. So just pretend I I connected the band to to a point over here. And if you do that, your core will engage. And if you combine that with the breathing that we're talking about, then that will help fix your diastasis recti in 100% of cases. Like I said, there are several forms of diastasis recti. So being aware of which one you have uh, above your belly button, below your belly button, or completely open, as we call it, that matters for the exercise program you're following. So if you can afford to go see a personal trainer or a women's health physio, because like you said, you have to see a specialist Specialist. in this field. Yes, this is... I basically, for the past 10 years, have done nothing other than postpartum personal training. Nothing else. I mean, I have one or two athletes that come to me for core training to improve their balance because they see that there's a there's a clear link between athletic performance and, and core stability and all that sort of stuff, core functionality. Yeah. But yeah, fundamentally, you have to deal with the postpartum side. Let's say this. Women, make yourself a priority. Say mm-hmm. yes to yourself. Find somebody in your area. And then you can go enjoy those things that you love to enjoy. 
and you're just not doing anymore because you're scared to have the accident or whatever. Exactly. And it's exactly like what you were talking about. The long-term expense of not doing something is significantly higher than the short-term expense of doing something. Mm -hmm. The amount of people I've spoken to that have had diastasis recti and the mummy tummy, I hate the term, but the the, the rounder tummy for That's 10 right. plus years. That's right. I probably have it right now. And it's it's they'll have it for 10, 15 years. Uh, saying that that is just the price I pay for having had a child. But that means you're buying new clothes. That means you're buying stuff to cover that up in nine out of 10 cases. Like you said, if you have uh, pelvic floor weakness, you could well be spending a lot of money on on, on pads and, and all that sort of stuff. And none of that stuff is necessarily actually necessary. You can sell, save yourself a fortune on buying clothes that cover up the, the bits you want to hide. Yeah. just by doing some simple exercises and going back to your old clothes. Right. So if you're wondering where to learn more, go join Peter on Facebook and Instagram, Facebook at healthy postnatal body, Instagram at healthy underscore post underscore natal underscore body. His website is healthy I'm sure you're given plenty of tips and tricks and things on where they can just get started and start um, working on their own. And the, and the nice thing, the, 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 the premise behind healthy postnatal body was that, you know, in America, it costs for, just focusing on America. In America, it costs $4,500 to have a child, even if you have insurance. That is your medical bill on average, 4500 bucks, even with a decent insurance company. So I said, okay, it, it, it then should not be expensive to heal the postnatal issues that come from that. So I give everybody three months completely free access. Doesn't matter who refers you, you just log on, you sign up, you get 13 weeks completely free access. That is enough for most women to heal their diastasis recti to a large, large extent. That's free exercise programs, that is free advice. You can email in, you can listen to the podcast and all that sort of stuff, which you can do anyways, it's free. But you can email in and answer all your questions personally and or one of my uh, assistants, my, one of my lovely assistants does that. You can cancel on day one and you still get three months completely free access. So there is no commitment there. If you decide to hang around, it's only $10 a month for as long as you like it. So it doesn't have to be expensive. But like you said, you have to work with an expert. You cannot just leave this stuff up to random people or to somebody who says, I've gone through this. I think I have a solution. But you come across in a lot in, in, in your profession, people just going, well, X, Y, Z works for me. I, I Maybe was sick it'll work one time and I fixed myself, so I can fix everybody else now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, <laughs> I stopped eating potatoes and that solved the problem for me. So you should also stop eating potatoes. That's the example. I was just that's not how it works. Everybody where where can they get access to that? Healthypostnatalbody.com. And okay. it's, it's everybody exactly go there. Like yeah, every, it's, we do exactly what it says on the tin, right? It is healthy postnatal body. That's all we're trying to do. Cool. I like it. I'm going to go check it out myself. Uh, all right, Peter, this has been great. I know so many people are like, yeah, that's me. That's really me. I need to do something about it. I just need to make it a priority. Make it a priority. Do it for yourself in 2022. Make it a priority. And you too can have a healthy placenta body. Exactly. Feel empowered? Loved this episode? Help others find it by leaving a review. It's the best compliment I can receive. Then take your learning one step farther and discover what your normal labs really tell you by downloading the free cheat guide. 
and register for the next three-day live challenge. Do it all at drkylieburton.com. Remember, there's a cheat guide and a three-day live challenge for those of you with medical background too. Take your practice beyond the diagnosis with your free downloads and challenge at drkylieburton.com. This podcast is sponsored by Systemic Formulas, Nutribiome, and Terra Consulting, Inc. Systemic Formulas is the supplement company I trust with my patients and family. Everybody can join them on Instagram at Systemic Formulas Institute. Practitioners jump inside their Facebook group. It's called Systemic Formulas Clinical Nutrition. Once inside the group, search my name and you'll discover videos on labs, supplements, and business tools. It's all free. See you on the inside. Are you a practitioner ready to uplevel your online presence? Tara is your girl. She is a brilliant mind behind my entire platform, my practice, and the BTD mastermind. From writing the copy to building the technical back end of my website to marketing strategy, I highly recommend you let her take your dream and make it a reality, just as she did for me. Get started here at Tara Consulting Inc. That's T-E-R-R-A-C-O-N-S-U-L-T-I-N-G-I-N-C.com. Be back next week.